There we are. Um, I was just telling Arian, actually, Jonathan, that uh, we're going to have to, like, me and Arian are going to have to exchange prenuptials, fucking get an apartment. We're doing so many podcasts lately that I see this guy and talk to him like it's like every day, multiple times a day. We're doing like a podcast a day or maybe two, maybe three. And some of them are super long. And um, people are hitting me up in the DMs like, dog, did you just drop three podcasts today? I, yeah, like, I, know, yeah. I know, I noticed, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm doing two more today. They're like, what the hell is going on right now? But you got to strike while the iron's hot, man. It's the U.S. Raw Nationals. And um, so, man, I'll sleep another day. How you been sleeping, sir? Good. Just um, trying to recover from that. I, I honestly, that trip, I was tired like all week from it, honestly. It's, like, it's, uh, we're going to get into your story. Yeah, but we'll it's, get into it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it is, um, it is funny how physically, and, and I'm sure Arian, like with, you've done a lot of travel as well. Physically travel is one thing. But mentally and emotionally, when you're invested in the highs and lows and the whole nine, makes you feel fatigued. Oh, it yeah, fatigues you. Yeah. The adrenaline dump. It's, uh, Aaron, you feel that even handling? I felt it like just commentating when I'm not lifting. I'm like, holy shit, I'm emotionally tied into it and I feel exhausted. Yeah, like, you know, especially at Worlds when it's like so long and if I'm there for like Masters and Juniors and people be like, oh, how did these lifters do like, you know, two days ago? And I'm like, I don't even remember what happened two days ago. <laughs> You're like two days ago. I can't keep track of what's happening. What session are we on? Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I know exactly how you guys feel. Um, and then travel. It feels like it's it's like a blur. It's like a whirlwind when you're on a mission too. Um, if it's like a, a competition, so you fly in and everything is wrapped around that like competition. The purpose of hitting that platform. Everything leading up to is culminating on that purpose. And then when that purpose is done, you like do your thing, hop on the plane and fly back. And it's like a whirlwind all revolving around one moment, all the months leading up to it. And it's, um, it's a lot, it's a lot to take in. So when you get back, you feel a little like you left a bit of yourself out there. Um, but you're, I'm going to be honest, the division you were in by far, far the tightest most dramatic battle i saw in the men's a kilo half a kilo yeah. separating and when we're talking 880 kilos that is i can't even work out the percentage dog that is nothing it is so tight right to the end it's the dramatic pull to win it dropping to your knees and uh, the emotion you let out and we'll let everybody know not only just the victory, but like a lot of that went behind that because people don't know the background stories and whatnot. But yeah. um, <laughs> it, uh, it couldn't have been more dramatic, man. And it could have been tighter. And it could have been like, it's moments like that that you're on the edge of your seat watching when people like powerlifting's boring. I would point them to your guys. So that, yeah, no, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like I was, in a way, I was almost happy. I mean, we'll get into it, but in a, mo in a way, I was almost like, happy that it kind of turned out that way in a sense you know like i'll take a positive like obviously it could have been better and you know but it's just like what an epic way to finish you know <laughs> it, oh, you know if you like if people like dramatics it wasn't boring like like when when you're in a session like that um people walk away talking about it and more than like your personal numbers that you want to hit most people don't know what um jonathan it's Keiko. I, I, I think I was, yeah i mean uh, honestly i say it's like 
potato potato like if you want to say keiko it's fine <laughs> you know there you honestly then you fucking go on, honestly you know i don't uh, like because my football coach called me keiko and i'm like i'm not gonna correct them right you know <laughs> you know i was, so. <laughs> I was listening to two white lights with joey and apparently joey calls you keiko as well he just says okay i don't i don't i told, I told him I, was, I don't care he's just like keiko just sounds better to me i'm like okay <laughs> he's funny. you he knows it's not keiko and he's like i gotta be honest and Keiko. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> it's it's funny. My last name's Lapidap. That's Romanian. I honestly have no flipping idea if that's the way you're supposed to say it. Actually, Arian isn't actually Arian. Would is you like what, Ar- Arian? Arian. That's right. And and Messi Kamesi. It's not even Messi Kamesi. <laughs> How do you pronounce Kamesi? Kamesi. See, man, even his nickname doesn't work if you do it right. So you got to dance to the beat and be like, ah, fuck it. No, no, yeah, it's, 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 it's close enough. Is what my, my whole profile is a lie now if I change, if I correct people. Um, Arian's the case of you got to get it early or else people start giving you nicknames based off the mispronunciation. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, let, so let's roll it back because everyone knew going into this, you were trending like I think it was eight ninety two point five. You had previously hit, mm-hmm. um, and and like I was saying, more than the numbers. I've I've said this in other podcasts, but more than the numbers, people won't in the in general remember your numbers. Your numbers are personal to you. People will remember how you made them feel when they watched it. And right. I don't. Yeah. I it, as years go by, I'm not going to remember your numbers on your last deadlift. I'm not going to remember what the total was. So it doesn't super matter. What I'll remember is you won by the skin of your teeth in a dramatic back and forth battle with controversies and close calls and, and then right to the very last deadlift. And when you pulled it, I'll never forget you dropped to your knees and, and the emotions hit and like, that's it, man. Like, that's why if, if you take any solace of fuck, that wasn't my best foot forward. It's like, nobody's going to remember that doggy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why I'm like, for me, it's like, as, as bad as I, for me, like that was a, for me, that was a terrible performance for me, right? And I have my, you know, I have reasons between like the travel and whatnot, right? But I came away more happy that I was able to show like my heart, you know, I, like honestly, you know, just like, just show that like my, like my mentality, like no matter what, I'll just get it done, you know? People don't understand, uh, what it's like to sometimes be under the spotlight when you just don't want to be there. And you're like, this is probably the last place I'm going to be right now. Um, under this pressure, feeling this way and having to, you know, when you're distracted, maybe let's get into it then. Um, let's give some people why, why it was such a dramatic battle. And then we'll talk about this battle, but um, let's back it up. So how was your past year? So for shut, you know, I was going to say, yeah, let's start back. Let's go back all the way to 2019. Okay. I want to start, you know, so it's so we're going in order. So for me, I win Nats 2019 Nats, right? Excuse me. So I win 2019 Nationals in um, Chicago, right? It was Chicago, it yeah. Was. Lombard, yeah. So I win that, it's all cool. Come back, feeling good. About three months later, shutdown happens. Three or four months later, shutdown happens. 2020, you know, everyone, uh, you know, the world goes to shit. Everyone, you know, everyone has to do their own thing. So I build a home gym. Well, I tried to. I'd be, I don't know if you guys remember, but I was, uh, you know, I was lifting off of barrels, 
water jugs that I had in my backyard. Yeah. I brought them into the garage. Um, I had, fortunately, I had a barbell already and I had a bench. Uh, do you see the, actually the, that bench is right here. Do you see it over my shoulder here? I do. Yeah. A, there's a fat pad in my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those I'll never forget those. Um, I was reposting some of those because yeah. you were like, I'm not stopping. I just, yeah, I was like, no way. I was like, there's no, am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> like, oh, there's no, there's oh, no fucking yeah. way, you know, there's no, yeah. you know, there's no fucking way I'm like stopping. Like that's, I don't care if I, like, I'm like, one, I spun off the barrels and then we built the, um, you know, a lot of people built them. I built those like uh, upright squat racks with wood. Mm. Uh, actually, shout out to Nina, my uh, my fiance. She like kind of put that together. <laughs> she brought all the wood. And I was, she was like, she was also together. like, well, yeah, yeah. you are not getting out of shape because I got, I don't pull the yeah, switcheroo on me. Keep your body tight. I'm going to get you a squat rack. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we just like, we just like kind of guesstimated the height, what it needed to be, and we cut it. You know, so nice. so we do all that, and I train in there for a year, you know, alone. Like she's like, you know, like I have no one here to spot me. Mm. You know, I didn't have safeties um, for my squat until like honestly, like three months in. I would say three or four months in, my friend happened to have some of the uh, like the safeties you can stick into the because uh, I ended up getting like a good like an actual squat rack, but I didn't, they didn't have safeties in stock because everything was out of stock at the time, right? I know I'm like way going back, but you know, it was 2020. Yeah, no, that's you know, a good story. And, yeah, you know, and then so I'm squatting with no safeties. I remember I took a five, I remember I took a 500 pound bench alone with pound plates with no safeties. And I was waiting for Nina to come spot me, but she was busy and I was getting cold. So I just said, fuck it. And I took it alone. I remember unracking it and I was like, yeah, this could. I was like, man, this could really uh, kill me, huh? I was like, you know, <laughs> if I die, I die. <laughs> no, you know, and I was just like, eh, I'll do it, right? Um, you were like, it's in God. <laughs> you you unrack it and you thought, well, it's in God's hands now. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, it's either I'm really good or I am dead, you know. Yeah. Right? It's either I'm, you know, so. And I remember Mike T actually met, uh, DM'd me. I, I posted it, and he DM'd me like literally a few minutes after. He's like, hey, he sent me this thing. He's like, hey, I'll never forget because you know it was very. You know, I, I like Mike T. I really classy of him. He was just like, hey, man, I, I know you want to lift. <laughs> but, like, I want you to be alive. Like, try yeah. like, to keep wowing me for the future. Like, just don't die in your, you know, like, You're like don't let your Mike, ego or something. Don't tell me how to live. Don't tell me how to No, no, I was that. like, yeah, you're right. You're like a rock star. <laughs> you're like a rock star. That someone pulls you aside. Like, you're like Slash from Guns N' Roses. They're like, come on, man. <laughs> But, okay yeah, yeah. so I, I do that for you know the whole I, I didn't um i did that for almost I, I think it was about 14 months 13 or 14 months holy smokes man no spotters you know um and the biggest thing was just like i beforehand i had to always like get it i had to get super serious to lift right like super in my own zone you know it was, you know just like a flow you know you're in kind of your flow flow state you're just ready to lift ready to perform but being in there being in the home gym you know just like who's gonna spot me nina she's like 110 pounds right mm. and so my fiance she's like 110 pounds she's not gonna there's no way she spots me right and the my rack isn't bolted down so if i dump a squat it's gonna flip over you know mm. <laughs> you know so like um what i was thinking the way i like put it is i had to always kind of create like a fight or flight 
prior, like before, like leading in, for example, like 2017, 18, 19 nationals, I always had to kind of create my own fight or flight, just get in the zone, just perform, be ready to perform, right? But being in there kind of flipped it for me because I couldn't have that on all the time because it was just, it'd be like, it's too, it was just too, too much, you know, every day, every day, you know, especially being alone, you, have, you literally have no human interaction, right? So... Did, what did that do to the numbers and stuff? Were you just not touching top end numbers then because you? I mean, <clears throat> I, w- I would try and tread carefully, but I did end up PRing. Holy smokes. Okay. Uh, the biggest one I PR'd was bench. Uh, oh, wow. I hit like a 557 bench at home, which probably is not the smartest thing to do. Not, well, well, as I look back on it, you know? was, was your fiance like present anyways, even if, yeah, she just gave me a lift off and then she, she gave just like, lift off. She gives, she gives a, she, she's, she's become the best lift off person. I guess, honestly, like, <laughs> I guess everyone's like, Hey man, does she even like do anything? Cause she's small. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes. Like she like puts her whole, like everything. into she, she literally got like stronger. Like doing upright rows, pretty much. Dude, <laughs> her upper back is probably like a fucking Dorito now. Like, sure, her lats are probably yeah. like wings from from holding your. But if nothing else, her being present, if something bad was to happen, even if she couldn't full on spot, you had someone there who could like yeah, get help or whatever the heck. Yeah, like, I, better yeah. than. And she was only there on bench days. Yeah, she was just okay. but on squat and deadlift, she was just she just stay upstairs. She just stay inside, you know. Yeah. So. But yeah, you know, like so. Let's you know, let me move forward um i end up doing my meet in february where i told the 892 and a half honestly i was a pretty easy 892 like that day was actually very very easy you know the 892 i, I did it february 28th of this year um you know it was a local meet it was like right in my neck of the woods so that's something to consider but yeah i mean like it was i got very strong i mean all i had in the home gym was a barbell you know, I had no machines, I had no dumbbells, you know. And obviously, you know, literally everything had to be some type of barbell movement. So that was really, you know, it was very difficult uh, for me at times just to, like, want to lift. I remember, and I'm still in the 20, you know, you know let me cut back a little back in 2020 training. Because it was such a big deal for me, you know, because it was, like, it was so hard to train in there at times. Like, I remember there was just so, there were so many times I would just go in there. I'm just like, I don't want to be here. You know, like as much as as much as I want to train, because I love training. You know, as much as I'm like, I'll do it no matter what. And that's the problem. I'll do it no matter what, even if I'm just like, I no part of me wants to be in here alone right now, you know? Why do you think it was? What do you think you were dealing with that that you didn't want to? You did it anyways out of discipline, but not out of motivation. Like out of why do you think you didn't want to continue? Was it because you're alone doing it or it was I mean, yeah, on it, well, one, yeah, that was the first time I was training alone because I'd always had, I've always had some type of gym environment, you know? And I mean, like the world was like kind of in a bad spot, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually had family members pass away from from it uh, at the time, uh, just like throughout the, throughout the time, you know? And um, the biggest one was when my grandma passed away. It was November. I have a story about that. It was November 23rd. I remember, I remember the date because I won't, I won't forget. It was a bench day. It was a Monday, November 23rd of last year. Um, so my grandma was ill. I'm, I'm going to try and say this while trying to like cry, you know? It's okay if you do, dude. It's, <laughs> no, you know, like... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you I, what, I, I'm, I might yeah. start crying too, so it's fine. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember the day very clearly because I woke up 
And I was like, okay, I have a bench single today. I'm like, okay, cool. I was just like, you know, I already knew what I was going to do. And I remember I came down and I, my dad uh, looks at me and I'm just like, he already, he already has his face because she was uh, she was already ill and she was in the hospital for like a few weeks. And my dad just looks at me and I'm just like, fuck, I already know, you know, like I already, I already know. And he's like, did they tell you? And I'm just like, shit, you know? And because I, I was very, very, very close to her because she lived with us here for like geez, six years now. Oh, wow. You know? So she was like a almost like a second us, mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, she took care of me my whole life since I was a kid. Oh, you know? wow. So she for sure was like a mother. She was yeah. not like a grandmother. She was like, yeah, because like, because my mom, you know, my mom's here, but she would uh, like my mom would at work. So I'd stay at my grandma's house growing up, you know. Mm. So um, really big hit for my whole family, my entire family. You know, I actually um, yesterday was her birth, would, would be her birthday. And my family got together. And we visited the her, uh, the grave for the first time since uh, November or December, rather. Um, but yeah, back to that day, November, whatever, the, the 23rd Monday. I remember because I started a way for me to get around training alone was I would stream on Twitch. Just so I could just put my thoughts out to something, you know, just like just talk to something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was I told myself I have to stream today. Or else I just can't. There's no way I could train alone right now. You know, even if I just have to like have it on and just like sit there, you know. I remember because I took a 507 bench that day and I don't even like remember. I just, all I was thinking was just like, I remember unracking it and my, I remember my thought process was just like, shit, like, well, you know, like we had to get all this, everything kind of prepared. And I, you know, I just did it. Like, well, um, this is after you had found out. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, you were like a, discipline to the point of where like you i know you mean i mean i had just just started having this conversation earlier today with um heather connor she was talking about like how you could be so disciplined i mean you can have like straight up the body just works and you are mentally checked out but you're just doing but you were live on twitch doing this do you think it didn't even fully hit you were you just going through the motions and i i forced myself to let it hit me later yeah you know but you know but like I was like, I'm getting training done. So what's the what's the most like? What can I do to like get it done? You know, and just like turn the stream off and then go like read. You know, <laughs> like. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, that was probably the hardest thing because she would come out with she she would come out sometimes in the garage because she stayed you know she stayed with us and she would just come watch me sometimes just to kind of keep me company, even though she was scared to watch you know mm-hmm. and she was just come because like there's we have a fridge out there so she would like grab stuff to cook you know she was grabbing food and so like that was just gone because you know that was just like something like oh you know she'd come in i'd help i'd help her like move move things you know so that was, for me that was still like at least i have like you know at least i'm with them you know mm-hmm. you know during this you know during during the shutdown right that's tough, man. Holy freaking smokes. She was a, she's in your daily life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I take her to groceries, you know, or, you know, whatever she needed, you know, like if she, um, if someone can't take her, like I would take her to, you know, to like appointments and stuff or, you know, so. Wow. so I was very, we were very, yeah, everyone, even, you know, we were all very involved with her. So. 
Is it, um, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy how like, um, like people would say when you hear, when you hear stories like this and you live long enough, unfortunately you are going to lose people that you care about. Um, that is life. And you find that out. And what's really hard is when you see people like the first time you see your dad cry or something like that, and that scares you as well as hits you hard as well. And the first time you see like things like that, uh, people that like were your rock ever since you were a kid. And then all of a sudden they, um, you look to them and they don't have a word for you. And you're like, that's the hardest, man. My dad lost his dad. Um, and I remember, yeah, man, it's, uh, you feel vulnerable almost for the first time, like for real vulnerable though. Yeah. Um, it's different. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty substantial. It was pretty like big moment, you know, it was a pretty big thing to happen. And then because I had already, and I was like, cause I was like, when we, when it, when it all was settled and we, you know, we had the whole, uh, funeral and stuff. I was about eight weeks out for my next meet. Hmm. I remember, yeah. And actually, I remember because, <laughs> like, I didn't sleep much, and then just like squats, you know, like the training the whole week after that was just gone. You know, it was just down the drain. You know, like quality wise. You know, so. Yeah. And was it a, uh, like, in terms of like eating sleeping body weight the whole nine. <clears throat> oh, that dropped yeah that was that was that you know i tried to keep my food up but sleep you just like you know one you have to help you know family and two it's just like it's hard you know you just like you're just so like heartbroken you know so mm-hmm. it's just you know you're not gonna you're not going to sleep like optimally you know it's just like not gonna happen right you know uh so that was be yeah because I told her I remember and you know this was kind of uh, this kind of like leads to Nats and you know I kind of want to go back to 2021 Nats you know now that you know like the whole bunk, the whole uh, I keep calling it bunker that's what we call it but like home gym the garage gym um it was just very you know like TLDR too long didn't read it was just very difficult for me and um, honestly half the time I didn't like I didn't want to be you know I just it was more so I didn't want to be in there, you know, like I missed having a gym environment and it was even worse because I knew some people around me who did have a gym environment and never had to like train at home, you know, mm. you know, for, and you know, for, with fortunate circumstances for them, you know, and so that's even harder to see, you know, while you're like um, lifting off wood and barrels, you know, like, <laughs> That, uh, back real, sorry real quick the heaviest bench i did take on that uh wood rack was 455 i remember because um it almost fell when i racked it <laughs> and nina uh, nina caught it and we like held it there you you leave like so 455 is the max on this one. <laughs> oh, no, like... yes yeah, and before we had that rack sorry and i'm just jumping all over the place about the, okay. the home gym um, we, I was benching off chairs. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that, sir. <laughs> yeah, I so, do. So it wasn't the correct height. So I would have to like JM press the first rep out and oh then start. <laughs> the heaviest, the heaviest I took on that was four or five. I was just testing the max of those chairs and they would creak 
they were starting to creak a little louder and I was yeah <laughs> it's uh it's getting to be dicey how bad do you want yeah. it yeah. um do you think losing losing your grandma like that and being because of the isolation made it a lot worse to have to deal with when you can't get out of your freaking house you're still in there in the bunker and you're like i could probably use to get out the house like the, yeah. i think a lot of people during this have can relate to the story for one way or another but oh yeah there's something you know, about being isolated that made things freaking hard huh it just, yeah it just kind of like what's the word i'm looking for like makes it worse you know what's the word it just like it magnifies it you know yeah um especially like during it because this was like late into it this was late in november you know and the yeah. whole time you know she was just I was, she was there you know um because before is i would go to the gym i'd come back but now it's just she'd be there all day or you know i'd be there all day and i'd see her you know so yeah, it, yeah it definitely made it worse it definitely magnified it you know and um there's even more like stories i could talk about with like the whole um funeral but i want to just you know i'll keep the lifting <laughs> i mean we um, could talk about whatever like honestly yeah yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, I've had some pretty deep conversations on this podcast, my friend. Yeah. Um, totally up to you. I'll let you steer. I'll let you steer. We'll go with you. But, yeah, I'll, no, I'll just jump to the meat because, you know, this, so 2020 was hard for everyone, you know, and right. for me in a training aspect, probably one of the harder, hardest trainings I've ever had to do because I really had to like take a look at myself, right? And just be like, okay, this is all you do, you know, you train, your life revolves around training, right? And one, the floor, you know, my floor, one, my floor wasn't even, you know, and that, I'll talk about that leading into the first comp because my floor in my, in my garage apparently is very, I, I, I measured it or I leveled it and it's not close to being leveled, you know, just how garages are. And uh, when I first, when I got to my first comp in February, it was so weird to like, unrack a squat on like leveled floor <laughs> I, I like, like, I i'm used like, to training huh? under adversity i lift <laughs> under adversity i'm better under. <laughs> yeah uh, and on bench too because like my bar path uh, was a little different too so i learned i was like benching at a weird like decline at home as well you know <laughs> you're like I, I got really good lower pec uh, out of the decline. yeah i was like huh this is like a... <laughs> i was like did my arch get better <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. no um yeah i mean 2020 was difficult coming out of 2020 though so are you guys did you guys get out of lockdown leading into 2021 are you still i'm not sure where you're at um i didn't leave the so my meet was february 28th the first one i did in 2021 I left the home gym the week of that meet. That was the first time I stepped out of the home gym. So I did, I think I did like four training sessions at the gym and then I did that meet. So like, and, and you know. How was it to be back in the gym again? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, it was like, people you know it's just like this is kind of odd you know i got so used to just kind of like being in my own thoughts you know and just versus like someone coming up to like hey man oh my god i'm just like you know it's, versus me just sitting there and just like oh man i have to like do this weight 
it's know? weird. Um, social. So if you're left alone with your own thoughts, he, okay, here's what I noticed personally. It's easy to get comfortable being alone, even if it isn't the best for you. And then it gets tougher to tell yourself, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start being around people again, even though it's better for you when you're there in the moment you appreciate it. And you're like, I got to keep doing this more. Yeah. And even if it's easy to just turn and there's a squat rack, turn and there's the bench and I don't need to leave. I don't need to pack a bag. I don't need to, I could just be alone and just bang this off. But you, I never regret showing up, being around people engaging. And then afterwards I'm like, my energy's different. I don't think I'm not with my thoughts in my head, which sometimes is better because you could think and then you could overthink and then you're doing it again. And it's better sometimes just to be out and that distraction I've noticed um, people's energy you get from people and talking and then just being not thinking internally all the time is, is a good thing. And I think sometimes when we are isolated, it's fucking, it's different, man. We're yeah, supposed to be around yeah. each other. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to have a little interaction, you know, yeah. a little bit, even if it's, that's why I did the Twitch thing, you know, just have some conversation. Cause I, right. I really, I, I, I noticed, I was just like, I just need to like talk to someone, you know, just, yeah. just for my, just for health, like literally like health wise, you know, <laughs> I just need to say, Oh, hi, how was your day? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, something, man. Like, something, man. I can't yeah. imagine. That's why, uh, when, when you're in prison and they want to punish you, they isolate you yeah. and I got to torture you. That's torture enough, man. Believe me, it works. Um, once 2021 started rolling around after you hit that meet, were you back in the gym after that leading international? I was, I was, yeah. And how did the prep start going once that started happening? It was great. The prep leading in this one was very good. Um, I was able to do like accessories, you know, like other things besides barbell movements, which was like, it was kind of fun. <laughs> like, yeah. It was nice to have like a like something like a belt squat, a actual lap pull down machine. Cause I had like, in the in the garage i had just like the little pulley that i have to like set up on a bar and like use a use a, use like a loading pin and put like plates on it you know oh yeah dude i bought one of those yeah, <laughs> from yeah. amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well apparently it works if if you ended yeah. up doing what you did but you honestly your 892.5 is also a testament to the point of um if you get down just to the basics with barbell training you could achieve a lot yes uh, yeah if, if anyone's wondering like how much you need all the other machines um, you kind of put that to the test, although you've had years behind you using those other things as well. Yeah. Going to the U S raw nets. Um, so you're back in the gym is uh, are you back to being like emotionally in check and how are you at peace with things? And were you, how was all of that? Honestly, it was kind of weird because like every time I would squat in the home gym, Especially like a, the heaviest squat I took in the home gym, uh, clo closest closer to that meet, uh, closest to the February meet, I think was like six seventy, right? And I remember specifically like very uh, some instances where I would unrack it, walk out, and you know get settled to like to squat it, right? And I'm just like, you just get a small instance where you're just like, I'm alone. And this could kill me, you know, <laughs> you know, and then you just and then but that did that. I ended up having that kind of, there was always just that little thought in your head, especially on squats. Cause you know, something's on your back, you know, versus like a bench, I can kind of like dump it deadlifts. You just let go, you know? So I had that every week in the, in the home gym, you know, 
And then the first time I took a squat, you know, after, you know, when I started going to the gym again and I had spotters and people were like, well, yeah, go, you do this, right? I'm just like, I was just, I didn't even know what to feel. <laughs> like, I was just like, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> you go, I got no skin in the game anymore. <laughs> I, got so, I got so used to, that's what I was saying. Like, I got so used to, um, like, before I would have to turn on the fight or flight, but in the home gym, it was just always on. Yeah. You know, it was just like always there. So I just got so, you know, so it kind of like changed how I approach, like how I approach a big lift now, especially a big lift. So it was, it was harder to get back up to that mentally, huh? On when I, when I got back? Yeah. When you were in the gym, you felt like almost like you couldn't get fired up for those big, cause you need some adrenaline for the big, yeah, the yeah, big lifts. Yeah. Like without it, you know, I've uh, been, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. I've been in like local meets and it's trash. I can't hit PRs because I can't, I can't uh, get fired up. And then um, if you're at a big meet and you're like, holy shit, I'm nervous. Oh, the adrenaline comes and it's your friend, even though it's nervousness. So if it's like in training and you can't get up for it um, and you got a big weight to go, like there's adrenaline is huge. It's a massive part of like, I know what you mean when people say, People who see us do what we do, um, like when I say we, I mean powerlifters, and they don't understand what, what we're doing when we're hyping ourselves up. Um, we're trying. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you take you take that straight to the eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good thing you wear glasses, my man. Um, but uh, people who see powerlifters hyping themselves up, uh, we're not just doing it for a show. We're actually trying to coerce that feeling that. You know, we're trying to get something going in our head to get fight or flight going, even though it's not real nine times out of 10, because you got spotters, you got safety, but the fight or flight enacts the, the adrenaline. And all of a sudden you're, you're a lot stronger. No pre-workout is as strong as adrenaline. You know, nothing's going to help as much as that. Um, so if you're in a situation where you can't get that back, you know, what were, what did you do? Did you just, did everything end up okay? Or, um, I actually got very. I feel like trained to lift. I actually like kind of, and I, I ended up having to do this at 2021 Ron. uh, you know, the one that just passed where I just have to like control my heart rate and keep it low because it was, uh, that's what I had to do at the home gym. Because if I let myself get too hyped up and adrenaline, I could take something way heavier than I should be doing alone. You know, that's, you know, and then one, you either get hurt or you just die, you know, so like, <laughs> or you get hurt and get depressed and die, you know, that's why. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Did you, um, and how do you think you kept yourself calm, cool under pressure? Did you just give yourself like a little mental talk and check and be like, all right, man. I mean, we can get into that for 20, 21 nets. Or... Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Man. So do you want to start? So like training, training leading into from, um, and prep beginning to 2021 nets it was all it was smooth sailing like 99 smooth sailing at a home at a at an actual gym at people blah 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 you know it was almost like normal again like you know and um so i guess i'll just start um from when the day i flew out right you want me to start like that sure buddy if, the, if you think that's the best place to start that's probably the best place to start so <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys see my stories about it? I, I think... saw some of them. I don't know. I might have, I might not have seen all of them because I, I creep a lot of the top lifters. Right. But... It was um, it was a nightmare. It's like like, it was, it was hard. 
um it sucks because i was like feeling good you know and i felt strong leading it was I, i felt like i was in like just as good or even better shape than it was in february day 92 right and so i fly out wednesday my flight leaves 6 a.m so i'm going from fresno california to dallas fort worth texas i get on the plane you know i get there i wake up like 4 a.m you know we and then we go to the airport six flight's supposed to leave 6 a.m we board and the pilot says we do not have fuel <laughs> right and so we sit on the plane for two hours and I, you know and then we fly to dallas fort worth where i when we land we like run to the next that's uh, uh we run to, the, to my connecting flight and we miss it i literally Fudge. I literally watched the plane back out. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. this is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you worst. know, the guys on the kiosk or whatever that board you, you know, yeah. they were packing up. Fudge, man. Literally, I watched them pack up their, their folders and whatnot, and they just, like, walked away, you know? <laughs> and it sucks because I saw a story. Chance, Mitchell, Mikey, Dennis Cornelius, they were on that flight. I saw, oh my. I saw, I saw, like, yeah. Don't <laughs> you didn't see? Did you honestly see them in the window? No, 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 no. Oh my I God. Saw... If you, I, if, if you saw them in the window, like, this is a movie. And Chance, Chance turns to Dennis and goes, I think I'm about to win the U.S. National. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, all right. God yeah. favors me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what do we do? Um, so it's me and Nina traveling together, you know? So we go up to the kiosk, like, what do we do? Like, what can we do? Are there any flights? And they're like, no, there's no more flights going to Daytona today. Come back tomorrow. So we can get you one for tomorrow, like afternoon. And I'm just like, no, like, I can't do that. You know, obviously we can't do that. Right. So we sit there for like 30 minutes, maybe an hour trying to figure out where we can fly. Right. And we call, we're like calling the airlines and like see if we can go to a different airline and what, and what, what have you. Right. And we end up deciding <laughs> to go to Gainesville, Florida. I had no, I was just like, what is Gainesville? <laughs> I'm like, what, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I, I, I Googled it. I, excuse me, I Googled can I, it. Can I say something real ahead, quick? Gainesville. Yeah, I know. It's place where a fucking powerlifting competition. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? They probably yeah. got a fucking gym in there where you that's home, brother. You you seen it? You're like, what is Gaines? You're, you 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 hear your fiance go Gainesville and you go, that's where we got it. It's go. like, yeah, let's if go. If there's there, a yeah. sign, if God has given me a sign, there it is, baby. We're going to Gainesville. Yeah, so we take that flight a little later in the day, and it's like the same, it's like a three and a half hour flight to it. So we land there. In Gainesville, Florida, which and it's like a little bit two hour, a little over two hours north of Daytona. So we go to get a rental car, and they're charging they're like five hundred bucks for a day. I'm just like no. I'm like what five hundred bucks for a day? I'm like no way, right? So we end up getting a Lyft, right? It's a a Lyft driver like an Uber, right? And oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we end up getting a, and um, he was fortunately he was nice and he was really cool, and he was like speeding us. He was is. Apparently, so from Gainesville to Daytona is like all swamps and like that's all it was. It was like back roads and swamps, right? And halfway on our way there, 
a, a bird hits our car like super hard. God, I can do that. Like super hard. I saw the bird. It was like a full adult like bird. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? You, know? you saw him right before his life was like, yeah, right. Yeah. We, you guys just... made eye contact right before he made contact with the windshield. Yeah. Oh, and then, God. Um, so our driver is just like, oh, oh shit. You know? And so we pull over. He's like, let me check it out. You know? And I'm still like, for me, I'm still like water loading. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go take a piss. So he's like checking his car out, and I run into the swamp to like pee. Foggy, they got alligators. You got to. Yeah, that's careful. what they're like. They're like, you know, there are gators in there, and I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it'd be funny if the guy goes, "Listen, I don't want to freak you out, but the bird was an omen." And you're like, I don't want to hear that shit right now. But uh, wow. So we end up getting. So, I, you know, we like I said, we uh, I woke up at like 4 a.m. that day, and I didn't get to. Um, Daytona until about 10 p.m. So I was out Yikes. all all day. That's you know, a 10 long PM day. Florida. Yeah, that's still a long day, you know. And then right when I like sit down and we check in and I sit down, I look outside and the building next to us is on fire. What the fudge, bro? <laughs> that's 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 like three or four signs right there. Where you're yeah, like, I'm just like burn right, fire. I gotta, like, I gotta collect my damn head because this is uh, there's a voodoo. Somebody put a cast on someone. There, someone right? did something. This is yeah. You're like Gavin Eden has a voodoo master <laughs> yeah. with him or something. Because what is happening right now? So so you so there's a building on fire. Um, I, I close my blinds. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> dark cloud, not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If they tell me to leave, I'll leave. But like, I'm gonna go to sleep for now. You get out of you get out of your lift. You're like, is it raining? And you look, and there's literally a Frogs, cloud, like, a cloud <laughs> following you, following you from the car to the hotel. You're like, what the fuck? This is wild. So you've had the longest day of your life. Is this the day before you lift? No, this was Wednesday. So was, um, okay, I lifted Friday. I lift Friday morning. Okay. But it was basically like midnight, you know, it was all like midnight by the time, you know. Are so you are you cutting so you're cutting weight or how much weight are you cutting? Honestly, for this one, I was only like five pounds. Not too bad, but bad. cortisol levels make that more difficult. I lost so here's the thing. I took we looked back, it was about twenty thousand steps I did that day. Oh well, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was about twenty thousand steps a day, and I weighed. And this, I tried to get my weight back up. I, I, the, so Thursday, the day before, I ate like really well. And I was trying to just like, you know, I didn't want to go crazy, but you know, I ate. Yeah. And I was trying to relax and whatever. But I ended up, if you look, I ended up weighing like 202, I think. I know. Well, that's of. why I asked is yeah. like, um, we talked about it in the recap show where like he came in light and I knew you had a lot of stressors in your life. Uh, so I thought maybe it was that. But um, I mean, who knows, man? You had a lot of travel. Like twenty-two thousand steps is uh, way too. I mean, you didn't have a choice. But yeah. that's also, too I, much. Um, I didn't have time to eat on Wednesday. It's the only thing I ate Wednesday was food. I packed just in case. Well, thank God you did. Yeah, I packed. You know, but it wasn't. It was like a chicken breast and like some rice, right? It wasn't like a lot, right? It was can something. I, can I say something? That chicken breast gave you 0.5 kilo. My <laughs> two days later Give me enough, yeah. that was that's if that's all it was it could make the difference um but yeah i'm the i'm that dude who will pack and they're like how long are you expecting to be or whatever like they'll have food there i'm like 
I'm gonna pack a few granola bars anyway. <laughs> just in case. You yeah, let me yeah, worry about just me. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You let me worry about me. I'm, I always got a granola bar on me, no matter where I am. You'll see me in Sweden, my friend. Ask me for a granola bar. I'll hook you up. I got. Yeah, one. I'll be like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but uh, so when you get there in the hotel, um, do you run into like Joey, Tina, and the rest of the rest of the Flex fans? No, it's it's late. At, oh, actually, I did run into uh, Joey's brother and some people, but I was like, I'm just going to sleep. Like yeah. I'm tired, guy. You know um so the whole next day i kind of try and get my weight up uh and i just try and i just sat in my room just to try and like relax because i was still and i i looking back on it you know it's recently but looking back on it now i was wondering i was like man why was i like for me i was in like almost a bad mood the whole trip a but bad, i was just like, bad mood, like a, yeah like almost like a bad bad mood almost but i was like i think i was just tired you know like you just and uh, i'll get into that how i knew um so we could jump to friday so sure, buddy. yeah we could jump to friday day i'm supposed to live fortunately you know i'm in the actual the hilton right across the street and you know i i still take an uber like a one minute uber yeah. <laughs> i'm not like i'm not I was like, i'm not walking anymore you know yeah, yeah that's it i got money i'm gonna pay well money well spent. Yeah, it was like it was like a six dollar uber i'm just like just give me there <laughs> like, fair you know so uh i get in there and I weigh in super light, and then we begin warming up. Um, when I was recomping, I wasn't hold. I started. I, I wasn't holding anything. Hmm. Like it was just running through. Like I do my. Like I've done it a million times. You know, you know. I know what to do. I know how to recomp. Blah blah blah. Right. And like, I could tell I wasn't hold. I just my body was just not not wanting to hold it. I was just tired. Like I could tell I was just like flat, you know? And, and and I knew because when I unracked, even like when we started warming up for squats, um, I unracked like 400 and my legs were just like not there. And I was just like, man, this sucks. I love my, my I was like, cause it was even like my hips were wobbly when I stood up, my legs weren't there. I was just like, oh man. I was like, well, whatever. Like, I'm just gonna do this, you know? So. I only ended up squatting 667, which honestly wasn't even that hard. I could, I, it was just like, um, as the day progressed, I, I got more and more tired, you know? So it, when you're doing this, um, let me ask you real quick what is your dialogue with Joey? Are you telling him, I don't feel this? Because a little bit, yeah. Because you guys bit. played it well. It's here's yeah. the biggest thing is when people have a shitty day, some people don't adjust, walk away with four lifts overextend with little energy they have they burn it out and because you stayed in the pocket there's a joy flex uh tagline yeah. for you uh get your merch and, and because you stayed in the pocket right up until i think it was uh yeah you went nine for nine so yeah I went, i'm the only one who went nine for nine so you obviously adjusted and played this properly like a mature lifter does I mean, yeah you're i was like with, yeah i i was like i was already content by the time I took, I took my opener on squat it was like 6.33. And it was kind of hard for me. You know, it was kind of slow for me, right? And I was just like, okay. I'm like, you know, like, I'm just going to have to hit what I can do. And, I, you know, I was still trying to get like, I was still trying to keep my weight up. Um, also, because I wasn't holding anything, I had to use the restroom like a million times hmm. you know, to go like pee. And uh, Arian, were you there? For, for your session? 
Oh, just that next. Yeah, yeah. You were there, right? Yeah, I was there for, for your session. Did you, well. did you see how far the warm-up room was from the restroom? Uh, I was going to make a joke. You did 20,000 steps on I did. Uh, your I, competition. I, it was so far. So I, I had to go between each attempt, and I would, like, sprint. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I couldn't. It was so bad because I wasn't holding anything. I, also, I honestly probably never. I, I, I checked my weight after the meet. I never got back up to weight. I was, like, 206. Doggy. You know? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I had to run super far between attempts and I even, and like, I could tell my, and that was making, that's also making me tired, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew I was extra tired by the time I got to bench. And when I laid down on the bench, my initial reaction was to go to sleep. Oh, <laughs> you know, my, like, you know, you like kind of close your eyes and you're just like, that sounds, you know, this is nice. This would be, it would be nice to like nap or something, you know? In, in um, when usually you're in the middle of the fight of your life, super yeah. adrenaline the whole nine, and your body wants to actually rest. Yeah, yeah, you're not checked on. So are you you aren't like for your third squat for all those. Are you able to turn it on, or do you just feel like you're sleepwalking through this? No, no, no like zero, no way. I was just in survival. Like as the day progressed, it got more, it got worse, and it was much more survival mode for me. Like I was in such survival mode by the time I got the deadlifts, and so. So bench, you know, let's do bench. Um, I hit my three benches. Uh, Joey tells me if you hit this third bench, like you could pretty much pull anything to win, right? So I was okay. You know, like I, uh, my legs are kind of like not under me. The the um, carpet was slippery. You know, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> Every, it was I, slippery for like everyone, yeah. I did. And so like I unracked 524, which is, which is fun. That was, that was the, uh, I rebroke my American record, um, 509 to 524 and a half there. Um, and I committed to just like Larson pressing it. I was just like, I'm too tired. The, like if I try and push against this floor, I'm just going to slip. I'm just going to like keep this in my arms and just like, you know. Well, you, you may or may not have understood at the time. And Joey might've been in a roundabout way telling you that chip. So converting yeah, that, that- 231.5 yeah that chip won you the nationals because you have a chip on there yeah. and it was by the 0.5 that you won um so that's why it's one of those deals where when you could pick up a chip and why joey is probably hinting at look if we do this we're gonna force him to go up another two and a half kilo increment and this might come down to that we'll see but um, I'm. It's almost better you didn't know how how uberly important. Yeah, that I, was. I never let. Yeah, I'm just like I let him. I let Joey handle the numbers, and I'm just worrying about. Usually, worry. Usually, I'm just worried about lifting. This time, I was just worried about like surviving. You know, I was uh, that literal like fight or flight was on for survival. You know, because I, I was just bench? so tired. Oh, gotcha. Oh, just like especially especially for deadlifts. That's when I got the worst the cramping, because I started cramping that day. Like, I was cramping a little bit. And then deadlifts is when it got like terrible because when I got up for a bit, after I took that bench, I walked to the back and my hands started cramping, like my hands like closed like this. And I was just Craig. like, I was just like, oh, okay. You know, I was like, oh man, I'm, you know, <laughs> That's and, then, <laughs> and then um, as we start warming up for deads, I take my second to last warm up, which was like 600. And I try and stand up and my legs just like lock, my quads lock. And I'm just like, I look at Will. Um, Will is one of Joey's like uh, coaches that works with, works works on their Joey. And I was just like, 
hold on, I'll take this in like, give me like 30 seconds. I sit back down. That was the weirdest thing for me because normally I stand up and I'm ready to go, but my, I couldn't like walk. So I had to like slowly sit back down. And in my head for a split second, I was just like, well, I was like, fuck. Because uh, you don't know. You don't know yeah. how this is going to like affect your deads, you know? Because it feels fine. And so like, you know, because uh, I took six, like, so I took that, I stood up, you know, I deadlifted it. Once I set it down, my legs would lock back up, you know? Because I was just, like I said, I was probably, I was just pulling nothing that day. So I was just dehydrated, you know, at this point. <clears throat> so first attempt, I think we opened 700. I don't remember. I just blow it. I'm just like survival. I'm just, I know what to do. I've done this a million times. I'm probably not going to have to pull any PRs today because I, you know, and I would do it easy. You know, I kind of like, and I walk off my hands to kind of, like I set it down on my hand. And like, once I let go, my hand closes back up and I'm just like, okay, let me like get back and sit down, you know? And then we take a second attempt. I think it was like seven thirty. I want to say it was seven thirty-three. Uh, 33 point. Yeah. 33 or three, three, two point five. So yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then this was the worst one. Because I did it easy, set it down. When I stood up, you know, I got up, my hand closed, and then my quad, my right quad, like locked super hard. And I like limped. I, I was like limping to get to the back. And then I, I remember Bob, I, I walked past, oh, excuse me, I walk, walked past, uh, at, you know, um, SJ super, Bob. Super Saiya and Bob, Bob I yeah. call him Bobby Knuckles, but Super yeah. Saiya and Bob. I, I walked past them. And he looks at me, he's like, bro, are you okay? <laughs> Fudge, man. Yeah, because I'm like, because to him, I'm thinking, like, he probably thinks I just, like, tore my hamstring, because I'm just like, because my hands, <laughs> well, I'm like this, right? I'm like, <laughs> stuck like this, and my leg is stuck, like, locked, and I'm limping on, like, one leg. <laughs> People you know? are like, is he always this uptight? What is going on? <laughs> it's like, he's is is normal he guys, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so is... Is Joey, are you telling Joey, man, I'm cramping up all over the yeah, place? Yeah, I, I told him, but I was like, for me, um, it didn't matter. Like, um, already, it was just another obstacle. And, you know, you're not sure you can do it or not. But, like, I thought about, you know, so I would sit there, especially for the third deadlift. I was sitting there. I was just, like, just think about the garage gym. Think about the bunker. Think about, I thought about my, my grandma. You know, because I promised her I'd do like whatever I could. You know, I promised her I'd do well. Is what I said. Is what I told her. You know, and I just remember, just like no matter, like no matter what, like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull this. Like I don't care. Like, I even told Joey prior, prior to Raw Nationals, I was like, I don't care what I have to do to win. I'll do it. Like even if I have to go out on a stretcher, or you know, like it doesn't matter. It's like that's just. That's just the game, you know. And I'm like, so Nina's like, like, come on, come on, let's get ready. I'm just like, no matter, like, my mantra was just like, no matter what. I was, well, excuse me, I was just like saying in my head, no matter what. Like I'm, I'm prepared to die here. Like it's fine. Like I will, but but before that, let me deadlift this. You know. Holy shit, Jonathan! Yeah. Did you realize, um, this was literally needed. It was, you yeah, have Joe, to hit yeah. this. Yeah, he told you with the time. Joey was, was like, you have to hit this. Uh, hit this and you win. You have Holy to hit fuck. this. You have to pull this and win. And then like, and I was, I remember I was just so, so like tired by the time my night, uh, my third, like, my ninth lift of the day, you know? 
I was yeah. like, you know, and I was just like pure survival mode. That's why I felt so like, like just I'm gonna die, you know, <laughs> like, you know. But like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just the game, you know. And like, for me, I'm just, you know, I'm intense about that, and that's just like what I signed up for. The way I look at it, you know, like I don't like I was like I, wholeheartedly, and it, you know, I was saying that it might be like cringe, whatever. That's just how I am, you know. It's just that's just me, you know, and. um I was like, yeah, like I'm gonna let me deadlift this, and if it kills me, it's fine, you know, because I'm so like, I was so just like, I told, I was like, body, please stay together, and if you don't, it's okay, like just stay together to finish this deadlift, you know, just stay together to finish this. I know, like, I know I'm not my strongest right now, because of all because of circumstances, but it, like, I, I played, I'm playing with the cards I was dealt leading into the comp and on the day, you know. And I was like, no matter what, no matter what I'm doing this. Did you have like, um, it's crazy. It's hard to, it, for some people to understand if they don't, we're like, you have to be emotionally attached to wanting this. And people, so I had Lee Norton on this, on the podcast, and he talked about human will is not measurable, but, but science shows like belief is measurable by science. So they had a study and told some people it's a hormone. This is a hormone that lets you know you're hungry. They told somebody, some some people, we gave it to you, and they didn't. They told some people we didn't give it to you, and they did. And they told, and then they actually, you know, said I gave it to you, and they actually gave it to you, etc. Mm-hmm. And and he was saying it's a fucking hormone. And if I told you I gave it to you, and you believed, you can literally start raising the hormone levels your body out of belief. And I asked Lane, why, how is that possible? And he's like, it's fucking belief, bro. You, and he's, and, and this is Lane Norton, who's a doctor. Lane doesn't yeah. get into, he debunks everything. And he's like, the body is phenomenal what belief can do. When you believe, it, it sounds, when you said like, I know it sounds cheesy, I know it sounds, but for real, fuck that. When you're facing a situation where you need it, the guy who believes 100% believes and commits to it is going to win. That's facts. You know, whether it's a powerlifting competition, whatever it is, you put something on the table, the guy who can who plays the mind game and convinces himself. So when you've been conditioned in a fucking bunker for a year, you lose your grandma and all this is going on and you played all these mental games for 18 months leading into this, you show up dehydrated. You don't know why the body's turning off. You can't unclench your hands. Your feet are locking up. And Joey said, if you pull this, we lose. You pull this, we win. And you say, I believe it's going to happen. Load the fucking bar. Yeah. There's a like, difference, bro. It, yeah, it doesn't, like, literally, he could have loaded 750, 760, 770. I probably would have done it. It's going to happen. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's hard to explain to people, like, when you, everything leading up to this was conditioning you for this. You know, they, it comes oh, yeah. down to this moment. Oh, yeah. it, it was a shitty moment. Well, it was a shitty year. And you were ready. You know what I mean? Like you've been through, you've been, you, you, you've been through hell. So here's one more step. Let's, let's finish this game out. That's, this is what you, this is what you promised your grandma, right? You're going out on yeah. your shield. So you went out on your shield. So take me to when you walk out there and they say the bar is loaded and you know what this means and walk me through the lift and walk me through what happened after the lift. <clears throat> Yeah, I've been getting a little emotional. Like thinking, it's about okay, it, man. I was just because I was just like, um, doing the lifts that day was just so 
autopilot because it was just like these weren't PRs, these weren't uncharted territory. I was just I just had to do what I needed to do and what what I could, you know. And going for that third deadlift, I knew it was for the win. And so I was like literally my walk when I was walking to do it, I was thinking about don't die. I was like, don't die. If you do, just be ready. Um, and then, you know, you think about that. I started thinking about the bunker. You know, just all this, all these things, right? And I remembered what I told my grandma, right? So. What did you tell your grandma? I, I told her, I, I may have said, I, uh, I want, I'm going to win. Because <laughs> like, I'm just like that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll win. Don't worry about it. You know, like, you know, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, you know, what's your thing, you know? Or like, I just, you know, I'm going to do well no matter what. I told her, like, I'll do well, you know, don't worry about me, you know? Mm -hmm. So. So I go out to do it. And I'm like, see, even this was like, it's hard to say because I'm just like, I was like, man, I hope you're, I hope she's watching. That was like one of the big one I remember thinking about before I like went to Grace and, you know, pick the bar. Because that, that's probably the biggest reason why I like, broke down right after. Because like all the all that culmination of like 18 months, eight, you know, everything. Just in that last, and especially in such a dramatic mm -hmm. finish, you know? Because I like for me, I was just like, well, I've already had like a not so good performance. You know, for me, you know, like obviously like this is like the second me ever where I did it total more. And this is the first this is the first me I ever like warmed up into that I didn't feel strong. Like the only other meet I did like worse, like I totaled less, was the Arnold. And I felt strong that day, but technical, it was just technical things that messed me over. You know, it was just like, I wasn't hitting depth. That was 2018, you know? This is the first meet where I was just like beat to hell, you know, like doing, like lifting, you know, like, and I was comparing it to like, you know, like, I just felt depleted. That was a very good word. I just felt so depleted. I was just so tired. So when I got that deadlift up, you know, I, at the top, I hear down, I'm just thinking about like everything, you know, like I don't even care about the lift at the point, you know, <laughs> you know, like, so they say, you know, it's, it passes and I'm just like the world just like off my shoulders, you know, just everything, just thinking about all, all of that, that led up to, it, you know, especially losing worlds 2020, you know, mm -hmm. losing, you know, so, and hopefully crush your fingers, right, for this one. So that was like the big reasoning why because that was that like i didn't even you know i was gonna like walk off <laughs> i was like okay if we're done like let me go lay down you know but that was just me i just like i one i couldn't really stand after it and i, I just like fell and i just like started crying. i just started crying and then i, I just couldn't hold it you know because there was just so much because i it, couldn't you know you're not gonna let that out like when you have to like lift right and, like, it's be, um it's a <laughs> When you're about to lift, I think most people know when you walk onto that platform, it's super noisy. And then all of a sudden, right before you go, it's like it fucking stops. And the moments before you lift, even though it's just seconds, holy smokes is a quiet. And you're like, oh, the, you could feel your heart pumping. Um, I, um, actually, I had to like, lower, I, was, I don't know, I kind of mentioned this before. I had Nina like rub my back when I was like sitting because my heart rate was just like so up because I was moving so much. 
uh, you know, like, cause I was running between the restrooms and like my heart, I just can never get my heart rate down. But for me, I usually, I'm usually like very, very, very chill when I look, you know, I'm actually, I actually try and control my heart rate and keep it like low between attempts just to like, you know. Did it help thinking that your grandma was with you watching and at least, you know, that like a, in that last deadlift when you needed it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, I thought about my whole, you know, I, I think about everyone, you know, I thought about my family and just like people who support me, especially like the people who supported me during the shutdown, you know? So I thought about all of that, you know, and I'm just like, this is all I do. Like I just, my life revolves around training. Like I better do well and hopefully doing well means I win, you know, <laughs> like, mm. you know, um, cause I literally, I eat, sleep and breathe it, you know, like no, even during the, you know, especially during the, the shutdown, you know, Hey, you're, so, uh, you're, you're Mr. Bench. You got the, the Keiko angle, like this is you. <laughs> yeah. I got these things, you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah. You know, like, and I always appreciate the stuff like that, you know, you know, it's funny how that caught on like jumping the Keiko angle, how? Keiko angle. Like I, I just did it one day because I was like, oh, hey, this is how they do it on the live streams, right? I was like, let me just record like that so you can see my face. And I was like, I don't even think I said it first. I think someone else said it. And I was like, hell, that's kind of cool. I was like, let me do it. <laughs> I love it. So when you hit that dead, you hit the ground, um, the tears start flowing. And it's just organic. It happens like all the tension, everything led up to it. And you win by half a flipping kilo. And you're like, oh, my God. Tina, Joey, roll up yeah, on you. It was just so, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> and were you thinking, it's funny how when you are that vulnerable and exposed and everybody's watching on the stream, you honestly don't give a shit. I don't. You cry. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, <laughs> I always, you know, it's funny looking back. I always, you know, I was like, I actually would think about it. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I'll ever, ever like ugly cry. <laughs> like, you know, like in front of like everyone, you know, <laughs> It's just like, I guess if that ever happens, I wonder what would that be? You know, like you're, you know, like someone with a championship, they're just like crying in the interviewer, you know? Yeah. You know, so, you know someone gets knocked out or, you know, someone knocks someone out, you know? Yeah. No, nah, man, you were a pretty handsome cry. I'll give you this. You, <laughs> you, you pulled it off well, sir. Um, but yeah, I think if people just saw the stream and don't understand exactly the everything that led into this and then the day that was happening, and then at the very end, the talks we have to have our, with ourselves. And, um, and then when it actually, you pull it off and you pull it off by the skin of your teeth and fulfill some promises to some people that, you know, it, it means a lot, man. It, yeah. You put a lot into it. And then, uh, and you don't let people down that are close to you when you feel like you might've, and you're just like, I, I'm gonna let, I would rather let my body fall to pieces than, than quit. So if I'm tired, I'll do it tired but I'll stop when I'm done. I won't stop when I'm tired. And you were not done until you had the medal on and you're like, we're going, we're going back to worlds and yeah. it's, or we're going to worlds and, and it's going to happen. And it's a, uh, it's tough. out. like maybe some people don't realize again, like I, I already stated, but when that person shows up to any contest, good luck. And when it's a, if it's a strength contest, we know about the stories like of like, you know, the mother lift the, the car off her son type deal. Like these, 
when the adrenaline comes, fight or flight comes, like you have to, the guy who's like willing or the woman who's willing, it makes a huge difference. That's a yeah. hard person to beat. So if it was whatever the last deadlift was going to be, you, you get to where you need to go and, and make it happen. Afterwards, when you get off that platform, you're like, holy shit, I just left it all out there. That was a moment I just left out there. And yeah. a lot of people may or may not fully understand what was going on. And you get back to the warm-up room. Is it a feeling of joy, relief, depression, excitement, a little bit of everything? Uh, I mean, every, uh, uh, from what I could tell, everyone was kind of crying. <laughs> like a little oh, bit. Wow. <laughs> Even some of my competitors were kind of like a little emotional when they, they came up and hugged me. Um, so that's, you know, that's always really really cool really uh, really nice to see you know i feel like um i gained uh maybe a lot of respect from my peers you know um because they saw me die like they saw me like on the chair uh you know like in the whole you know getting ready to do my attempts they saw me just like dead <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like my, <laughs> i had a theragun just like jamming away trying to like because you know you're in the moment like well maybe this will help you know and it kind of <laughs> did help a little you know, and I was just like, I, I had uh, Nina was helping me stand because if I stood too quick, it was just like locked up, you know. Wowzer. So, did so Gavin they, yeah. approach you? Oh, yeah. Gavin approached me and he gave me a big hug and he was just like, man, like, congrats. And, but, you know, very, very respectful, very classy, you know, and just we hugged each other and he was like, I don't remember too much because I was still kind of like, crying <laughs> oh shit were you yeah. really i was still i was still like emotional getting to the back because i was just like you know um and he, but i know he gave me a hug because I, I i noticed he walked up to me and there was just like this big circle around us <laughs> people i was just like guys i want to go lay down he hugs you and he's like i think i'm half holding jonathan up though your head is on on his shoulder you're like you got one more lift in you young man help me to my chair because that was literally all i had but it is sports is a weird thing when you are exhausted physically emotionally the whole nine and then you look over at the other person you're just you're just in it with the only other person that's going to be quite as emotionally exhausted and spent as that person you just went to hell with and it's like you, you both understand, right? And you can feel good for somebody, especially when you know how much it meant to the person. Um, and he's a young guy. Gavin's, what is he, 20? A total. Like yeah, no, he's uh, 23, I want to say. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, I think okay. Last year's juniors, I believe. Okay. Oh, actually, maybe it's Connor that's 20 that I'm uh, mixing up the ages. Either way. Really? No, Those I mean, guys are both wait. juniors, I think, aren't they? Is it Connor like 24, 25 now? Is it? He, yeah, he just aged out. Okay, then I'm full of shit. Uh, yeah. throwing out numbers i'm just throwing out numbers man I he's 12 years old he's a <laughs> fucking teenager no but um he's my point was like, he's a young guy he's got plenty of like you know he's got plenty of chances and kicks out there uh, all over again so um the sun rises he's got a lot of powerlifting left in him and on top of that um looking ahead to the world championships we don't know how it's going to shake up but he's obviously when they look at his total and they look at if they're judging by if they're taking an alternate whose chances towards the world's how it might shake up he'd be up there i don't know if they could bring 293s uh, area maybe you could shed a little bit of light on is there any weight classes where they could bring two or how is this all going to work yeah any team can bring uh two lifters uh per weight class as the max but obviously someone has to decline for that spot to open up 
from a different weight class. Gotcha. So we'll see how it shows up. Maybe, maybe us has a one, two punch and maybe we have, um, like you double your chances on like for us. I mean, doubles your chances, but then we might have another Gavin versus Jonathan at the world championship, which would be given how amazing the first round is. This is like the UFC pay-per-view rematch where everyone's like, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> if people like, would you like to see these guys go at it again? Oh hell yeah. Um, Jonathan is probably thinking, I hope it's a lot less dramatic. <laughs> <There's>, uh, <laughs> less omens. Like if you, let, let me say, if you are taking a cab from the Swedish airport to your hotel and a fucking bird hits the car, <laughs> Tell that Uber to turn around. You know, you be like, or, or, or well, you know, maybe it's a good omen, bad omen because you won last time, but it's going to be hell. You just prepare yourself. Yeah. Be like, okay, I'm yeah. ready. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, but, uh, it does, though, at the very least, though, even though it's a tough experience, it builds character. Like next time you find yourself in a tough situation, is it though? So I wonder this. Here's a question I have for you after hearing something like, like you just explained. Is it one of those deals where you're like, I now know I could dig that deep if I have to? Or is it one of those deals where you're like, I don't know if I ever want to have to do that again? It's clear cut. I would, I'm always ready to dig that deep. That's the thing. I just never really had to. <laughs> you know, mm. something like, I mean, I prefer not to, obviously. I'd rather just like sit down and just win and or do, you know, like, yeah, everyone would, you know, everyone wants to win like a knockout, you know, everyone wants to knock them out, right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm for me, I'm always ready. You know, like if I have to, I'll, I, if I have to, I'll, I'll do it. You know, um, it's kind of like lost my thought process, but like, you, yeah, I'll, like it's not a problem. I'll do it. <laughs> like, it's, you, you it's, don't know yeah. until you've been there, though, eh? Some people don't know, and everyone talks like that. But then when you see some performances hit the platform, you're like, you didn't show out the way you said you would show up. Like it doesn't transpire quite like that when things don't go your way. And that's in all sports. Um, yeah. It's easy. People are like, well, it's just sports. What does it matter? But we know for a fact, if you follow sports, that's not how it actually happens. Sometimes people, when things stop going their way and things start getting tough, some people do fold. Um, when, when you feel fatigue, the quote for sports, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And is there anything worse than feeling absolutely fatigued and you got nothing left? And they're like, now we need your biggest. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that, and I know, I know that quote, you know, and I was, I actually was thinking about that. I was like, you're going to, I was self-aware. I was like, you're tired. Things, you know, things may seem a little daunting, you know, it's going to start looking a little certain way, but you just have to like, you just have to keep going. Yeah. You know, I like, I've, I've, you know, people ask me all the time, like, how long do you plan on competing? How long do you plan on lifting? You know, and honestly, it's when my body can't keep up with my mind anymore. That's when I'll. That's when I'll hang it up. You know, that's and like with that. That's why I'm never like worried or scared because I know I, I'll do more. With all respect, I'll do more than anyone than to do what I need to do. You know. So, when it's all said and done, like I want a total like. 2100 at 93 or something like something like that you know and if it if it kills me on the, in the process that's fine you know how does joey program for a guy like you who literally will do he has to like 
Like Joey could send anything at you and you're going to do it. So I think Joey could, said before, like I can hit you with a car and you're probably fine. <laughs> like, yeah, you'll be like, you'll, 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 you'll go flying over the hood, hit the pavement, roll six times, get back up and be like, I think that was RPE nine. Joey's like, no, Jonathan, no, it wasn't. You're like, you, you get up, you're like, I'll be back tomorrow for the second hit. <laughs> you're like, no, John. I need a new, I need a new block. <laughs> That's right. You go, you go, Let me stretch. My hand's getting a little tight. My hammy's locking up. Yeah, well, the the hand one was bad because I had to like pry my hands open between the tip. It's scary, man. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary. I'm like, man, can I even hold? You know, like, like maybe the strength's there, but will my grip even like be there? You know? Can so I I'm can gonna... look at it this way? What if that made your grip even stronger? No, 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 no. Because it was hurt. it was like hurting. I felt my hand like like uh, seizing. I felt my hand doing like this. Like I don't know if you can see. Like just yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, pulsing. Yeah. The fingers are yeah. pulsing in your. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you'd be a tough one to program for only because, um, like, some people you push and some people you have to pull back and some people like are silent sufferers as they say, and they won't complain. They won't, it doesn't like in all aspects of life that that's their personality. They will be the silent, the strong silent type for whatever it is that you're brought up this way. Or were you, were you like brought up this way to be like the strong silent type where it's just like, you don't complain, you keep moving, you just take it and you do it. And like, it's all right. Yeah. Like, like, where do, where do you think this comes from? Well, I've thought about that and I've been, I've actually been asked something similar to that. Like, where did this mindset come from? Where did, you know, and it's, um, before I answer that question, um, it's always kind of been there, but someone actually brought up um, to me recently and um, just mentality. They're like, your mentality reminds me a lot about someone, you know, to me, my mentality, you know? And they're saying they're comparing it to like a Mamba mentality, you know, like, you know, and they're, I don't know if you know what that, what that is. A Kobe Bryant, uh, right? Kobe Bryant, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, I'm a, my, he's a acquaintance of mine, kind of a friend now. And he was just like, you know, like, I'm a big Kobe fan. And, you know, I've never met someone that reminds me so much of that mama mentality. You know, because me, I've always, I've always kind of been like that, you know, like, up, you know, up, you know, to go back upbringing wise, like, and, you know, I'm not comparing myself to Kobe. You know, no, yeah, no, no, no fucking you. way, you know, you know, well, but well, um, you win a few titles. I, yeah. I, I, Kobe doesn't have a squad like you got, you know, it's just got to be said, it's got to be said, you know, but um, even though when I was young, you know, I was always kind of self-aware because I, you know, I'd watch Dragon Ball when I was a kid, I'd watch Rocky and I was, I remember when I was like, honestly, probably like six or seven years old, I watched like Dragon Ball and some, I was just like, man, I just can't wait to train. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't wait to get older and they let me, they let me like exercise, you know? Cause I, when I was like 10 or 11, uh, you know, I was like, can I get a weight set to my parents? They're like, no. They're like, absolutely. They're like, no. I was like, can I do pushups? They're like, okay. You know? Wow. So, um, just, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, it's always just kind of been there. Just like this, you, you know, back to what you asked, um, especially with my grandma and like my dad, um, just like, don't bother people. Uh, just kind of, you know, just, you know, like you can handle it. Just don't bother people. You can handle it, whether how, if it's RP10, RP1, you know, type stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, like uh, just handle it and don't, 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 don't bother people about it, you know, like that, you know, and for me, like the way I interpreted that, I guess, was just like, no one cares, you know, I guess not like until now, I guess, you know, but like 
no one really cares that you had a bad flight, had a bad whatever. The only thing they care about is if you won. Right. You know? And if it, if it means you got to be a champ to, to, you know, with if someone got played a good hand and you got played a bad hand and you can win type thing, that, you know, that's like, a test, I feel like that's a testament to just like my mentality growing up. Because like football, because I, you know, I played sports my whole life, you know, I did, you know, and I, I would always push, I would, I, would, I would never be scared to push it past the limit, you know, because I, you know, I've, and I've always, I don't know, I've always had, I've always just had it. I don't know if it comes from a certain thing, but it's always just been there. Just like, like dying's fine. Like if you know, like, like, a, like uh, yeah, like I'll, I will, I will, I will put everything on the like, I'll, like I will go all in if I have to. Like you know, I won't, you know, I won't be dumb if I don't have to. I won't, you know, I'm playing the cards. But if I have to go all in, that's not a problem, you know. It's man, it's so strange that um. People, powerlifting is such a beautiful sport because we have everybody in there. And if someone saw you, they're not going to tell themselves, like, they have no idea the mental fortitude you might be bringing. And you're a soft-spoken guy. You're not going to be engaging in trash talk in the whole nine. And you're, like, a genuine good guy. And you may not think this is a guy that push comes to shove you both want the same thing. Like you were going to, like you ever heard that quote, this one guy said, he's like an athlete. I forgive me. I forget which sport he's from, but he's like, there are two things that I know me and you get on that treadmill. I'll tell you the first thing you're going to get off first. If we're both on a treadmill side by side and we ramp it up, you're getting off that treadmill first or I'm going to die but yeah. you're going to get off that treadmill first or I'm going to die. I believe that's a Will, Will Smith quote. Actually. But I'm not getting off that treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Not until you 100%. do first. Yeah. hundred percent. Or I die. And that I guarantee you. And it's like, you can't tell when you look at somebody, you don't know. Some people walk around and they challenge people to certain contests or they, they don't know the mental fortitude. Some people have, where it's like, you don't know what you're dealing with, man. Not everybody's got shaved head tattoos, six foot two and whatever the shit. That guy might be just covering, like the reason why he's got, he looks the way he does because he's trying to appear tough because inside he doesn't feel that way. There are other people that like, you don't know how people walking around, man. You don't know like why they are the way they are. Maybe they don't either. But it's, uh, it's fascinating. And powerlifting is one of the few, the gym period. When you go to the gym, right beside a lawyer is a doctor, right beside a doctor. Right. Is, is a guy who works in a factory and right beside him is a guy who's six months out of jail. And that's the gymnasium. And they're all together in the same ecosystem. And it's fascinating. And powerlifting is an extension of that. Another big thing, um, you know, kind of, I guess, circling back a little is when I started lifting, I mean, all the, you know, especially like when I started powerlifting, I'd already been in the gym for quite a while, right? For years but when I started powerlifting, my numbers were like, I remember failing a 315 bench in front of, um, in front of my brother and Nina, you know, and that wasn't, that was what, like seven or eight years ago at this point. It wasn't that long ago, you know, it wasn't mm. like I was like a kid, but you know, like, you know, and, you know, I was squatting in wraps. I was funny. I remember being happy squatting like 365 in wraps. And I was just like, I was like, oh man, I'm hella strong, you know, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> And I remember like, you know, my deadlift, I remember, I remember, I remember like road to 500 type talk, you know, 
for deadlifts. And um, I feel like a big mentality thing is I was never naturally given high numbers. Like I, I talked, I kind of uh, talked about it. Not really talked about it. I kind of like mentioned it in a post. Uh, like I've had to fight for every pound, <laughs> every single pound on the platform, every single pound in the gym. I've always had to like fight for. I remember like I was plateaued on my squat for like two years. I had like five. I never went. I never hit a. I didn't hit a six hundred squat in comp until I was like. I didn't hit a six hundred squat squat in comp until honestly twenty eighteen nets. Holy smokes! You know, I pretty yeah. That's correct. Hundred percent. That's correct. Yeah. Like I touched six hundred for the first time in twenty eighteen. You know. What flipped um, the switch? What what this this is a I mean obviously this is encouraging me or giving me inspiration like it, <laughs> but um, what do you think flipped that switch where you're like enough of that? No, it was uh, nothing changed. Up. That was the thing. Nothing ever changed. I just like I just popped. You know, I just I was just like, well, you know, I'm just gonna do what I can do, and if it keeps building, that's great. You know, like I'm not gonna stray from this or that. You know, like I trust Joey. Me and him are actually very good friends. You know, I trust Joey. And I feel like that goes a long way when it comes to like a coach to athlete relationship. Just the same, like belief. If you believe it, if you believe in your coach, it's going to work <laughs> for the most, as long as they're not like absolute trash. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? What, what year did you start with them? 2000, uh, 2017. I remember because I did a meet in June 2017 and I qualified for Nats for my first nets and i was like i don't want to go into nets alone let me go hit up joey and a funny story about that um one i made prime time by one pound right <laughs> so i was i was I, I was uh the last spot into prime time that year um i think i totaled 1698 right sorry <laughs> i told 1698 that meet um so I, I, I was like, 2017, I don't want to go to Nats alone. And I uh, was going to hit up Joey. I was looking for coaches. Right? I, I'd never worked with a coach before. And my friend happened to be an old roommate of Joey's back in the day. And he was like, I was like, because I was like, oh, if Joey doesn't hit me back up soon, I'll just like keep looking. And he was like, I'll just, he was like, if you want, I could just ask Joey to like put you to the front of the line. You know, like type thing, like, you know, I'll put in a good word for you pretty much, right? And I was like, okay, sure. You know, then so, and then that was that from there. Bro, because like, yeah. Imagine Joey couldn't find room for you. That would be the, <laughs> that would have been yeah, the, I remember my friend was, was like, my friend was like, uh, Joey was like, oh, hey, are you sure this guy's cool? And my friend was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah like, so. he, Joey's, well, I mean, Joey's all into the anime and everything too, man. You guys fitted, Joe with the flex fam is like anime and the whole nine. Yeah, it was an easy, easy fit. You that's know? <laughs> right. Yeah, straight into the community. Um, and you guys are pretty tight, the flex fam, huh? Yeah, like this, yeah. You know, it's a pretty, uh, you know, I feel like with every, with every team, you know, it's like, especially if you're very loyal to your, to, you, to the team around you you come you have a little pride in it you just you know you just want you know you want to see everyone do well and when everyone yeah is under the same kind of like tribe you know like tribe you know yeah and under you know everyone's kind of 
like rooting for each other, you know? Well, there's um, more reason to. And speaking of, like, you're going to be all in the same banner, but now that you're on a, a national team mm-hmm. and now you got literally under a flag um, and Flex fans can be on that as well. Uh, Amanda Lawrence, uh, Russell Orhe, Um, Is there anybody else I'm, I'm missing on there? Jesus. Jesus Olivares. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be a, a bunch of you guys, but even yeah. more. So here's the cool thing about Worlds you're going to find. When you show up, like people from all over the world are going to show up. And when you take an elevator, you're going to hear like five different languages in the elevator, you know, 15 different languages in the lobby. And like, it's crazy. And you'll see somebody else from like your country be like, hey, man, it's, you know, what you feel closer just because you are like, you know, you're all on the same. Yeah. And you're winning points for your nation and you got the country across your chest and there's some national pride there. And you're like, my dude, if you're the type who goes all in, you're going to love this. It's uh, it's something else because it's, I, I don't know if you're into like Olympics and stuff like that, but yeah, when you're yeah, watching yeah. people watching just by nation, start cheering for you, man. It's no longer just yeah, it's Jonathan Keiko. Yeah. It's, it's like you're representing us. So people are watching, come on, let's go. And they just rally behind you regardless. They're not behind you because you're Joey Flexes. They're not behind you because it's Jonathan. It's like you got US across the chest. It's something else, man. You're in for it. Um, are you excited for this? Or I mean, yeah, the travel's, I mean, uh, yeah. going to be tough, but it's, uh, I, I, go I, ahead I, and I think the travel. Yeah, I think the travel was a little warm up for what's going on. And this is what I was saying is, um, experience makes you tougher, makes you stronger in terms of like I've been here before. It's okay. If it's really shitty, you're like, I've done 23,000 steps and, and done this, you know, I've done, so it's, it's, you're prepped for it. Yeah. I, the, uh, honestly, besides worlds, I'm most excited to see the other lifters, the other 93s, because I'm like, for me, I'm like a sponge for information. Right. And like when I went to 2017 Nats for the first time, all like, I, you know, I was lifting, but I was also observing everyone. I was like, how do they squat? How do they bench? How do they deadlift? And like, this is a good opportunity for me to just like watch them, you know? And I do that every Nats. I tried to this one. I was like dying this one. <laughs> but that's probably the only one I didn't do it. But I'm, I'm excited to go to Worlds and do that because I just want to see like, okay, man, that dude squats like this. I just want to see it. You know, I want to, I, you know, hope, you know, I like, like maybe after I can ask him like, how do you squat? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You know, be a student of the game, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to go. And cause like, for example, 2017, the first, when I watched LS and Dave Rick squat for the first time, first time I met them, I was just like, let me write down, like, you know, like, let me just like try and figure this out, you know? And I'm still, you know, I'm still like that. Like I ask questions all the time. You know, I'm always asking, um, like I asked, I, I asked Ashton, you know, uh, shout out to, Mr. Ashton Rouska, right? Not, not Ruska. I, I used to say Rouska. I said I've been corrected, but not by him though. But um, Arian, do you know what it is? No, I think Rouska. Yeah, I think it's Rouska. Yeah, Rouska. I trust I trust Gino, the way he says it. You know. Yeah. Um, and but, you know, I ask him questions about like squat all the time, or even deads. And I, I've asked like Jamal. I've asked other a ton of people. I ask questions all the time because I'm just like, oh, this is just so much good information i'm in a good spot to where they'll probably answer me too you know like you know <laughs> yeah it's so. it's a yeah you are in that spot where you're like i yeah. can reach out to the world's best and they're going to answer me yeah 
That's, that's John, pretty cool. John's yeah. gonna show up with like how to squat in 15 different languages on a piece of paper yeah. and come to worlds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need you to put this down. I gotta translate it <laughs> later, but can you type out um it is in in the thing with worlds too, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, but there are individuals that are like like the reigning 93 kilo champion from Ukraine. He's moved up to a 105 now, but I met him at Worlds, but you can't he posts so little on social media. The Ukrainian national championships, I don't even think you're going to find the results on anywhere on the internet. Maybe you can, but like there, it's a, not even in the English. So there's so much wealth of information. And then you see him there in the warm-up room and it's like, that's, that's the guy right there. You know, like, like I could just ask him right now. You just reach out and be like, Hey, do you speak English? Can I talk to you for a minute? And, He's um, like all serious. I'm just like, how do you? Yeah, yeah, he thinks it's something serious. You're like, nah, man. So when you started arching your bench, and he's like, "Are you serious, man?" Like, yeah. Let me ask you about your foot placement on your squat. Um, no, but it's cool, man. Just meeting people from different cultures and meeting people from around the world that you would like. You hear their names, but they're all they're so mysterious because they. It's not like they're all from the U.S. and you see them in every U.S. Raw Nationals. You know, you can't just reach out and touch them and bring them onto a podcast and be like. Let's talk. What's your background? Let me let me hear your story. Um, it's one thing that I want to do more and more is get people from certain parts, certain regions with interpreters. Um, but I mean, it, it ain't easy, man. I, you know, who I mean? yeah. it's difficult, man. It, the, the language barrier is the toughest barrier. Um, do you speak Farsi, And I can't remember if you said you did or if you're comfortable. Yeah. yeah, not very well, but yeah, I do. Like you couldn't, could you translate? It'd be tough because, like, you know, the vocabulary used for powerlifting, I don't know compared oh, to, like, yeah, you know, yeah. common words. Friggin', um, because I was thinking about, like, I, I do have some Iranians I need to get on, um, as well as uh, Angelina Ilovakova. We're talking in the DMs. She's the 76 kilo from Russia, and I need to get somebody who speaks Russian and talk and and uh, do some of those. Like, did you cheat? I want to ask you, Jonathan, uh, what were some of the highlights of the, did you see much of the other Raw Nationals? Uh, kind of like afterwards, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What were like, some of the got, highlights for you? Um, Taylor's everything. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, I, oh, I, I walked up to Taylor. Uh, funny, I ran into Taylor in the hotel, like where he was like kind of going out to eat, I think. And I was able to like look at him and I was like, oh, I understand how you squat now. You know? Really? I was like, yeah. You, you, what's so just like his dimensions? No, just like, in, and... like in, per, in person. Yeah, his, you know, just like, I just like analyzed them real quick. I was like, Take oh, it. this makes them. sense. Hopefully you creep them up. You go, you go I just, <laughs> you, you tell him, you go, I just need to take you in with my eyes, young man. <laughs> I just want to take no, you it in. No, it was nice. I was like, congrats. You know, I got to say congrats to him. So I'm happy. But I didn't get to get a picture because he was like, because I was like going to the venue. Um. I think that was the day I was competing. I think it was like right before I went to go compete. Oh, you were was... in a bad place then. <laughs> yeah, was just Last like... second tips. Yeah. Well, it's like, hey, Atwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do I squat? <laughs> you like just rub against me. Like, I need something to rub off on me. I don't even know. I don't, at this point, I don't even know. I need something. Um, but other other highlights. Russ's squat was phenomenal. That was, It was deep. That's the deepest I think I've ever seen him squat on the platform. Besides that one 2018 Worlds, because um, he saw, I think the weight just sunk him on that one versus like he, you know, he, he sunk, what, are, what did he squat? Like seven? Um, I could pull this uh, up, but it was uh, 17. It was, 
It was a record. It's an unofficial like world that. record. And it's a yeah. record. You got it there, Arian? Well, I'm pretty sure it's 323. I don't know the pounds. Okay. That sounds like 7-Eleven, I think. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it was that. That was like a beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, that was pull 750. I actually oh didn't think Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was cra- that was crazy. Crazy, crazy. Because I uh, based on how his 725 moved, his second attempt, I was like, oh, he'll probably take like 740. He loads 750. I'm just like, you know, that was on the day. Maybe he'll get this. <laughs> I was like, I was like well, Man, you know. What do you know? You basically have to pull 750 as well. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, Taylor can do it. I can do it. Yeah, yeah. I right. was like, you know what? I'm not getting out pulled by Taylor. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> you, you told Joey, you're like, I think I could do it if Taylor could do it. I took him in with my eyes earlier. <laughs> like, Joey's like, Joey's like, you're cramping up and dehydrated and talking funny. <laughs> you know, I'm going to load the bar, but yeah, let's get, let's get you hydrated as soon as this is over. But um, no, I know you mean, like, I swear to God, Taylor that day looked like he could do no wrong. Like 340 kilos, 750 pounds. And yeah, man, after when he hit that, like when he, when it was loaded, it was almost a YOLO. Because he was already one and he's way ahead one. So it's like, okay, is he YOLOing? Is this just a... What that the- was his nail in the coffin. That's how I see it. That you was, mean that like the kill his, shot to the rest the of kills, the... Oh, yeah, that was it. In my opinion, that was just like, don't ever speak my name again. You know, type <laughs> of thing. You know, like, type you of thing. Refer you know? to me in third person or like... <laughs> He who lifts more than I don't know what it is going to be, but yeah. you don't say my name for at least six months. Um, I, I call I call his dad Mr. Atwood, but he doesn't like being called Mr. Atwood. He's like, hey, just call me Scott. But maybe we need to start referring to Taylor as Mr. Atwood. Like Mr. Mr. Atwood, <laughs> hey, what, can I warm up in your action? <laughs> may I may I warm up in your rack, kind sir? Um, yeah, man, it was phenomenal that day. What he put on, it was. Uh, you know, I know some people are like, oh, come on, man. We're beating this thing to death. But it's like, listen, when I'm telling you shit like that at this kind of platform, like some people pull off some amazing things at a local meet when it's there's nowhere near as much pressure, nor near as many eyeballs. Um, you get up, you you like the travel, like I like you were saying, and we say it all the time in the podcast, but travel isn't a factor. Time zones not a fact. Different things aren't factors. And you have all the variables in control. And there's so much out of your control when you go to like U.S. Raw Nats, uh, depending on who shows up and they have an amazing day. And for Atwood to put together what he did, you don't know how many times this thing's going to happen. How many times we have a U.S. Raw Nats and it doesn't go, you don't see a, one single performance where everybody's like, what the hell happened there? And, um, and it happened, man. So we got to, we got to appreciate it. Like you do got to appreciate it. It's yeah, only been yeah. a week. You know what I mean? When people are like, are we still talking about it? It's like, man, this might've been one of the biggest key performances we've ever seen pieced together is when Atwood did that. Um, and, and when I tell you this, I also am not just whistling Dixie here, my man, but your gutty performance nine for nine when you needed it right down to the very last poll. It, it's again, a, a big one that everyone, that post I posted was like another one that got reached the reshares on. It was insane, man. Yeah. Uh, because of the emotion you showed afterwards. Um, when you go to the world championships, who is somebody that you can't wait to meet that you can't meet at U.S. Raw Nationals, but you think they'll be there at Worlds? I Beast. wanted to meet Anatoly because I, yeah. I just wanted to like, man, like, how do you, how do, you do this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to, and feel free to use this term in the future as well. 
take them in with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say the correct answer to that question was six pack lapidary. There it is. <laughs> Come yes, on, man. I queued you up. Thank you, Arian. And yes, oh, you man. do want to take them in with your eyes. <laughs> you go, I thought he'd be a little bigger, but that's fine. Be a little bigger. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, it's cool going to Worlds because you see people you would not ordinarily see, but Anatoly's a good one because he is a dude who literally everyone talks about him. Even yeah. now that he goes up to 105, I was talking to Ashton, and this is Ashton, for God's sake. Like, Ashton fears no man when it comes to a platform. And Ashton was like, fuck, man, he's po- he did 705 for a set of eight on squats. Anatoly is squatting 320 kilos, 705 pounds for sets of eight, like their cardio now that he's moved up to 105. And Ashton's like, oh shit, <laughs> it's Ashton. He's like, I gotta come correct, man. And like it's Anatoly is that guy. He's like uh he's the boogeyman who hides out, doesn't post much. And when you meet him, uh Jonathan, he is super shy and um like really shy dude, very humble. Like he, like the type of dude who averts gaze back there, doesn't lock eyes. If he knows you're looking at him, he's not locking eyes or whatever. He's like a shy dude, but a fucking monster on the platform, but super friendly. Doesn't know what you're talking about. Doesn't understand things very well. <laughs> you make the motion of camera and he'll take a picture with you. You know what I mean? He's just a nice guy. He's like, sure. Yeah. I'll, like, keep, I'll it, keep that in mind. Just I see. Yeah, yeah you got to help him out. I, I was like, yeah, totally. I said, uh, I was just standing there looking at him. I know this because I was in the warm up room looking at him purposely so that he waiting for him to look back and we have a moment that i can ask him for a picture and he never looked back up and i'm like my man is shy man i am clearly now you're making me feel like a weirdo like i'm looking at you too long so then i go anatoly and then he probably pronounced it like it's fucking italian i don't know i'm I'm struggling here and he looked up and i go um take a picture we take a picture yeah yeah smiles and thumb up and bam but um, there's a lot of like guys like that out there, man. That we meet. Um, there's like a Gustav, Gustav Headland. Yeah, oh. I want to meet. Yeah, I want to meet. I want to meet Gustav. Dude, these are all the '93s, brother. Yeah, yeah. You you're all in on the on, on your film. Well, Anatoly was the '93, but yeah, Gustav yeah. Headland. He's a. Su- I've had him on the podcast a couple times. Super nice guy. Super friendly. Um, he's been somewhat laying low. Like last time we seen him, he won a silver medal at the World Championships. He won in 2018. He won the junior world championships and his total was higher than the open, I believe. And he would have won the open. His total was so big. Like he's that guy. He's good, but he hasn't competed. I don't believe since 2019. So his, his total, I don't, we don't know where he's at. He's been putting in work, but some people might be overlooking him because um, his total won't seem as big, but if you know Gustav, like the guy's been at World's Europeans and, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not his first rodeo. Yeah. yeah, it's not. His total's not real. Like some people, it's like going into the U.S. Raw National, some people were looking past certain lifters because they're like, well, their total's not that big on the nomination. They even lift, that's, that total's two years old. That's not real. You know, that that's like looking at your total from like two years ago. Jonathan's total's not the same anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're sadly mistaken if you're going off that. But, um, yeah, man, Gustav, you're gonna like Gustav. You're gonna like like all these fellas. Yeah. He you eats want... well. I like What's his that He's always he's always like barbecuing something. Like oh, dog, <laughs> he's always at... barbecuing like a lot of a lot of like ribs. I'm just like, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> dude, the guy is <laughs> the dude is tall, handsome, jacked up. The guy's jacked up like I'll oh, get out. Like I'll oh, get out. He's jacked up like I'll oh, get out. <laughs> um, yeah, he's definitely a dude who could get more followers by lifting with his shirt off. He's jacked. There's he's... that Brazilian lifter, sorry to. Um, 
He's a 93. Right? Arian? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Arian because I think you, you may know. Um, no, I know who you mean. He pulled for the win against LS in Calgary. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. David. Need... David. Coinbra? Coinbra. Thank you. Yeah, isn't uh, it? Yeah, he's strong. All types but, yeah. of strong. And yeah. that, that deadlift for the world championships, that Hail Mary pass to take it from LS, I'll never forget it. Because he got it up, but there was a little down up. And it was the most dramatic. There's no flipping way this guy's going to do this. And he's never shown anything previously that he's capable of doing this. And oh my God, he got to pass his knees. And it's like, oh my God, he's going to do this. And Coimbra has been around forever. And that was like one of his final shots at getting a world record, like a world championship. And it was right in his hands. And he thought he had it. Is controversial call. Like there was some down up, but some people like was the bar reverberating, but it actually never went down up. Like 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 things shake, but not yeah. necessarily a downward upward motion like as a whole. So, and your body shakes. So if the barbell's shaking a little and your hips are going up and down, but the bar never goes down up. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but sometimes that does happen. And then when the background is not with the foreground, it looks like it. This is what the Brazilians would probably tell you is, you know, I don't know, man. I got asked by people afterwards. I'm like, I ain't saying shit. I'm, you know, I'm not a judge. I was a commentator. I was just like, oh my gosh. But um, yeah, who knows, man? Coinbird might be there. There might be all types of people, man. Is there anybody besides the 93? Are you big? When you watch powerlifting, do you mostly watch people in your weight class? Well, like 80, I'd say 80% of the time. Yeah. Just cause I'm like, the, I'm like, I'm a fan first at this, yeah. you know? Cause so like whenever, like, even when I saw Gavin, I was like, man, I don't watch this guy like lift, you know, like, no, I'm just, <laughs> you know, like just as a fan, you know, just of like, yeah. all the, like when I see Connor, like chance and I'm just like, man, like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, like, How about Superman, David Ricks? Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Dave was in the warm up on the rack next to me in the warm up room. So I was like, um, <laughs> all respect. He started warming up super early, and I was like, <laughs> "He's I like, was like, I wonder if that's just because he's uh, like 100 years old now." <laughs> I was gonna let you say. Yeah. I was like, "Should I say it?" Nah, I'm gonna let Jonathan say. I mean, you should it. be asking him for the squat tips. Yeah, I should ask because I because I've been out squatted by him every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 61 years old, and he squatted 701 pounds, 317.5 kilo. And I think he's, he's 62, six, isn't he? Is he 62 now? Uh, they said 61. It could be, man, I mean. I, I, I want to say 62. So do I. I want to say yeah. 75. But yeah, just keep it adding, just add, 50, add 15 every year. <laughs> but he's, like, he doesn't age, man. He's like a, we're all, look, we're all facing the same thing. And and to see a guy like that doing what he's doing, it's insp- it's inspirational for sure. And his bench press was I mean, he's still benching 445 pounds, 202.5 kilo. Like if the lights go out after, after, you know, the bench press session is over, his ranking is pretty damn good. It's his deadlift that hurts him. But if the lights go out, when we're just at subtotals, my man is in the mix. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, at crazy. 61, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. At 61 years old. Um, and as a fan of the sport, I'll never in my life forget 2015, when uh, he gave Jesse Norris, Jesse Norris, yeah, the scare of his life, and, and your boy Joey Flex was handling Jesse Norris, yeah, the really scare did. of their life because they didn't see him coming. He wasn't missing, and it was like, oh my god, he might beat Jesse Norris at like fifty-seven, and it was like people were like, can this happen? And Jesse Norris that, ended up winning, but 
that was and that was when Jesse was just like hitting his biggest numbers, you know. Like I think I think the meet he did before that, if I remember correctly, was a um some like raw it was like you know within the raw unity type thing meets that they used to do like record breakers um, or something yeah like yeah yeah like the original ones and he totaled like 18 i remember he totaled 18 something like 1870 or something like that 1830 and i remember looking at that number back then and i was just like how you know <laughs> yeah no this was jesse norris jesse norris this yeah. was like prime time jesse norris like pun yeah. intended i guess literally in the prime time but he was like in his prime and um and david ricks out of nowhere nobody would have thought of anybody that's going to step up and give jesse the scare of his life is david ricks and he was it came down to the very last deadlift bro it wasn't even like he had it locked up on second deads thank you very much you're coming in second the very last deadlift it came down to and um and joey could probably tell you the story about because he was handling jesse and was like holy smokes we did not see david ricks coming on but um yeah man uh he's ageist man there's a reason why they call him superman he's one dude when i'm he's one of the guys when i met at worlds i was like holy smokes that's david ricks um i like telling the story only because some people coming in the game may not know but i think even if you're young and don't know if you actually pay attention to the scorecard and you're like hang on a second the number was underneath his age says 61 this has got to be messed up right like that, that's supposed to be a two not a six like what's going on here man because this dude is squatting like crazy um yeah i look forward to it man um Aaron, you got any questions we got we got our boy here for almost two hours i, I was just gonna fi finish up and say um now that like you know national's over uh, like what's the training looking like or the mentality because like you know we go back to 2019 you win nationals and then, you know, the pandemic happens and they cancel Worlds. Now you finally come back through all of this that we just went over. You win 2021 Nationals and we're kind of in limbo right now. So, yeah. like, are you staying ready that, okay, you know, it's going to happen? Or are you oh, not yeah. worried I'm, about I, it? I'm, re I'm on call. I'm ready. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm going to be training like it's going to happen. And hopefully, you know, cross our fingers it happens. You know, and like you mentioned, I'm, someone said so too that, like, it's, a good, it's cool. It's a good story that I was able to, like, win and lose it and then try and and then come back and prove that i can do it again you know mm -hmm. so so you took like a few days off and you're hopping right back in the training no no I, i'm already training i would have um i would have um, <laughs> trained monday but i my flight got delayed again by the way <laughs> on my way back <laughs> by the way <laughs> this time you're like all right well i don't got this do time it. i'm just like i don't care <laughs> like, yeah, just whatever. Let me whatever just let me know when i need to leave you know <laughs> Uh, I didn't get back until like Monday morning because I got delayed. I, I, I landed like at 2 a.m. when I was supposed to be back by like 11 p.m. You know, so Joy was like, "Just go rest." <laughs> was, Did you party afterwards? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I no, like I had a drink for the first time. What? In like I don't uh, years. I can't even remember years. Like because it was just so much. I was just like, you know, let's go. Let me go get like, I had sake with um, with sushi, and then I went to go steak, get steak and wine. I was gonna get steak and whiskey or something, but oh, I was just like, yeah. But I was just like, I have to fly, and like, if something happens, I don't want to be like, because you know, like I've been drinking so long, I was, it was like really, I was really lightweight, super super lightweight, even though I'm like bigger, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But that's all I did. I, I took Nina. I took Nina out to dinner. 
Doggy, I didn't know you didn't drink it, so you basically don't drink at all, huh? No. no. What do you do what, to celebrate? Is it food then? Yeah, I just eat a lot of food. Good <laughs> enough, just, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm content food, with that. <laughs> food is amazing. If we're in Sweden, if you're having cocktails, I'll buy you a beer. Let me win, and then yeah. I will accept that. <laughs> I was going to say, if it comes to the banquet, you're probably going to have to basically drink. I've heard it's pretty intense <laughs> afterward. I've seen, I, got, I think I've seen like a story of the banquet after afterwards, and it seems just insane. Like everyone's did, drunk. <laughs> did you see the guy with his shirt off and it's around his fucking head? Because that was Aryan. <laughs> that, was, that was USAPL's finest uh, representing representing US of A with, but uh, anyways it is what it is um, alright well listen man thank you very much for giving us your time much appreciated um, that was a phenomenal story my man I'm glad yeah, you came it. on the podcast and let people know and um, yeah is there anybody you want to thank before we let you go by the way I mean yeah I mean everyone Joey Tina Nina, my family, you know, just everyone around me, uh, you know, they've been very supportive and, and they still, you know, they're, my whole family is very supportive of just like um, what I do and they and it's good. They respect, they respect my space because they know, they know me and I'm just like, let me be, you know, just let me be in my zone. Let me do my thing, you know? So just, just pretty much like everyone around me, I think, you know, thank you. And just like, um, I'm ready to do worlds. You know, I'm just so like I'm just so ready to go compete again. Like yeah. I wanted it. I was like, I, I, I like the day after we finished. I was like, I want to go train. <laughs> I bet you did, dude. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what you do. Um, yeah. When we go to Sweden, I would love to do like an actual in person. Maybe oh, we can person, do a no, podcast. Yeah. That'd be phenomenal, yeah. dude. That would be um, fun. Yeah, for sure. But I look forward to meeting you in Sweden, my man. Actually, in person. And uh, good luck, man. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk in the DMs and uh, I'll, see, I'll see you across the Atlantic, my friend. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you later, buddy. See you, Aaron. Talk to you in the DM shortly. See you. Peace.